Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Detox Aries podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Um, I apologize in advance. There's, of course, some construction going on outside of my apartment, so this might be a little noisy. So I'll keep this intro brief. And also, I just want to get into this episode because it is so, so good, and I'm so excited to share it with you. It is with Jen Vitale of It's Zen Jen Coaching. She is a holistic health and wholeness coach, and she helps her clients to connect to their truest, most extraordinary self with love, confidence, and grace. And she helps them to achieve just next level personal transformation so they can have energetic radiance, vibrant health and happiness. And we just get into it all in this episode. It is such a good one. We talk about body image, limiting beliefs, dating, and just getting in touch with who we are on the deepest level. So I think you are going to get so much out of this episode. I know that I did. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the show so you can share all the amazing things that you're doing to support women with my audience. And obviously what we're talking about today is very near and dear to my heart because I actually went through Jen's program this past year and focusing specifically on among lots of things, but very specifically on um, body image because that's something that has been a struggle for me for as long as I can remember. So her program really just was so transformational. I learned so many helpful reframes, different ways to think about my relationship to my body, the thoughts surrounding that. And I'm still using those tools today. And I'm very much on the journey because six months is obviously not going to fix 30 some odd years of having a specific thought process, but I'm just so excited to have you on today so that you can share what you do with my audience. So I would love for you to just kind of start by introducing yourself and what brought you to doing what you do today. Absolutely. So first of all, I'm insanely excited to be here. Um, and you and I certainly, you know, got pretty close over the six month course of working together. And, um, I'm so incredibly proud of what you're doing in your career, but also like how you really developed your relationship with yourself. It's absolutely beautiful to witness. Um, and for everyone who's listening, who doesn't know, I also went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So that is really sort of how Nicole and I actually met each other to begin with. Um, we were both studying there at the same time. Um, and through my journey, um, as a holistic health coach, I realized that, um, this sort of conversation of wholeness and self-worth was something that sort of regularly came up as I was meeting with clients, both men and women, but I think more outwardly with women. Um, and so really now I sort of focus on not just holistic health, but really um, empowering women to connect to their truest, most extraordinary selves um, and really so that they can embody their wholeness, um, and stand in and claim their authentic power and who they are intrinsically, um, and cultivate the kind of like love connection and vibrant health that we all deserve. <laughs> so, um, you know, body image definitely has, um, a big place in that. Um, and I think just self-view in general as well. Um, and so I'm really excited to be here and to kind of talk about, you know, my own story and my journey and the things that I have noticed, um, and experienced working with women on body image, um, because I think it's such an important thing to first and foremost, be aware of, but then also to 
help us better connect to ourselves, like understanding our relationship with ourselves is huge. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched to, to talk further about that. Yes, I totally agree because it's so interesting that obviously the reason I signed up to work with you in terms of having you as my coach through this whole body image thing is I recognized that it was something that I wanted to change. And it's just so crazy. that it's like, it's literally a thought. <laughs> You're not mm-hmm. changing anything physical. It, it should just be something you can do yet. It is one of the most challenging things that I've ever tried to do. And I'm sure that you have found that with your clients. And I'd love to hear kind of more like your personal story leading up to kind of what brought you to this way further down the path than me person on <laughs> this body love image journey. Yeah. I mean, I think you sort of touched on it. Like it starts with a thought, right? And that thought comes from somewhere, right? There are influences throughout our lives that really impact how we even view ourselves. And so I think to sort of highlight my story and how I got to where I am, there's like this beginning, this middle, a lot of middle, (laughs) Um, and I'm almost still living in the middle, but it's like, okay, then we arrive at the present and where I am today and where I'm going. Right. So if we think about the beginning, you know, or I think about the beginning of my story, um, I, you know, always, um, was like skinny as a kid. Um, I was like rail thin. I could eat anything in sight. Um, I lived on sugar. Like I didn't know what a healthy diet was back then. My parents, you know, weren't properly educated on what a healthy diet was back then. Um, and I grew up in a time that was like, you know, diet culture and fad diets was like the thing. And the food industry was promoting all of these things that we know now maybe aren't necessarily true. Like, you know, should you be eating high carb or low fat or like all of these different, you know, confusing themes and a lot of which, um, you know, some of the marketing and stuff just wasn't truthful. Right. And so they were sort of just finding a way to sell their products and no one was doing anything to stop them. And so, Um, you know, you really learn a lot from those formative years and, um, our relationships with our caregivers, especially as women, like if we look at our relationships with our moms, we learn a lot about our relationship with ourselves because we view them and their relationship with themselves. So, um, my mom growing up was, really critical of herself. Um, and so I remember like seeing her, um, looking in the mirror and grabbing her stomach and being like, I am so disgusting. I'm so fat. Like, how did this happen? How do I fix this? And so it's sort of like all of these years it's ingrained in my mind that like having a stomach is disgusting. Right. Or like, you know, you look not even just at my relationship with my mom and witnessing that part of her life, um, but then just the media in general and how women are portrayed and how beauty is portrayed. Um, you start to get this sense that beautiful is skinny. It's a flat stomach. It is, um, you know, a full face of makeup. It's perfection. It's like symmetry in the face. It's complete femininity. And so, you know, you start to mirror how you want to look or how your expectation of yourself with this idea of perfection that isn't always realistic, right? Because we're all individual. We could all, you know, eat the same foods and work out the same way and look completely different. Um, And so, you know, that you know, looking back on it now had a huge impact on my own relationship with myself and how I viewed myself as I got older. And, you know, really up until college, I was rail thin. So like I could do anything. I never exercised. I was not athletic. Mm -hmm. I think I was a cheerleader. That was like the extent of my (laughs) athleticism. Um, and, um, none of that, like nothing that I did matter because I just was always, you know, this like real skinny person. And when I started college, 
you know, when you, you're in your freshman year of college, you easily put on that freshman 15. What I was doing actually started to add up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like the food that I was eating, suddenly I was like, okay, now I'm like putting on all this weight, but it's not just the food. It's also the alcohol that I'm drinking. And it is the, you know, 1 a.m. bagel with cheese that I'm eating or like the college diet of like, you know, mac and cheese or ramen noodles or like, yep. you know, like, <laughs> all of those things. yeah, like you don't really pay attention to those things. Cause at the time I didn't know any better. Um, and beyond that, I also was like a very anxious child, like in general, like socially anxious. And so like arriving at college was really exciting, but it was like this whole new experience that added like this new layer of anxiety to my life. Right. And so, you know, anxiety and stress even has an impact on your weight. And so, um, I keep saying, and so, (laughs) and, um, where am I going with this? So, I started to put on all this weight and I realized, okay, I need to start moving my body. And I started exercising. Um, and I wasn't changing my diet or like the stress wasn't changing. And so it wasn't moving the needle that much. Um, and so I just started like buying clothes that fit a little bit better. And like, I still, you know, was skinny. It's not like I wasn't, but I started to like, start to be insecure because I noticed like, okay, my weight is building in my stomach and my love handles. And I'm going back to like growing up and my mom is, you know, criticizing herself about her stomach. And so that's like very present in my mind. I would, well, let's say unconsciously. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was one particular event in college that like really like drew out that insecurity that I was feeling. So, I remember um, Life is Beautiful was filming um, on my college campus and I sort of befriended um, Russell Crowe's driver. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And he invited me and my friend who lived across the hall to come on set. And I was like, I felt so cool. Like, you know, Russell Crowe's right in front of me, Jennifer Conley, like Ron Howard said hi to me. I was like, this is the best day ever. (laughs) Um, And I don't know why he did this, but for whatever reason, this guy poked my stomach and then he poked my friend's stomach and he turned to me and he said something like, um, you know, you're really skinny, but you got to start doing sit-ups because like your, your stomach is like soft. And he's like, feel her stomach. Her stomach is like rock hard. And he was like, you must do like ab exercises every day. And so from that point on, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. I was completely fixated on my stomach and the fact that I was pudgy and the fact that like, I don't look like these other girls who have like rock hard abs. And I started sort of comparing myself to other people and really feeling insecure about it. Um, and so like, I started saying to myself, those things that my mom used to say, like, Oh, I'm so fat. Look at my stomach. I look disgusting in these jeans, like, you know, really tearing myself down. Um, and then I would say like, fast forward into my thirties, right? Cause you know, as we get older and we add more stress to our lives, uh, our bodies continue to change. Mm-hmm. And so I was like really fluctuating up and down this whole time in terms of my weight and the size of my stomach. Um, and, uh, there was this particularly like challenging time in my life in my probably like early to mid thirties where, Um, I was in a job that I hated. I worked in fashion and it was like, I worked 24 seven. Um, but I I felt like super unfulfilled in that career. I was traveling probably 70% of the time. And I was like this, I basically was a victim of my circumstances where I was like, I have no time to exercise. I have no time to eat healthy. I'm always stressed out. And at that time, like, I didn't know how to manage my stress. Like meditation was like a foreign thing to me. Right. So it was like, um, 
Like, what do I, you know, need to do? Like, this just sucks. Like, life sucks, right? And I was literally just going through the motions, trying to survive um, and trying not to fall apart. And a family member ended up getting diagnosed with cancer, and that really affected me. So I started looking to food for comfort and was like emotionally eating all day, every day, like uncontrollably. And I easily put on, I would say like 20 pounds, if not a little bit more over the course of a couple of months. Um, like none of my clothes were fitting. I remember like getting dressed for work in the morning and sobbing uncontrollably because I was like, nothing fits. I look awful. Like people are going to look at me and think that I'm so fat and like, I hate myself. I hate my life. Like those were things that I would regularly say to myself. And I really felt it at that time. And that's because I sort of came to this point where I allowed how I looked and how other people, how I thought other people perceived me to define who I was and like my self-worth basically. Um, So before I like kind of get to the rest of my story and how I overcame that, I mean, there's a lot that happens when we have this negative self-view or like a negative body image, right? So, you know, I would definitely chime in um, and let me know sort of your thoughts, but like from my own experience and from coaching other women, I would say like we land in this really low vibrational frequency that ultimately affects how we show up in the world, right? It's like the actions that we take, the way that we show up at work, the way that we connect with other people. Um, And so like you start to focus on all that you're not when you're in that negative cycle rather than all that you are. Um, And you know, comparison is a big thing that comes up. So in terms of like limiting behaviors, you start comparing yourself to others. And even like, I know for me, I compared myself to who I was, you know, 10 years ago, or like, you know, what I, how much I weighed five years ago or whatever. And I was like fixated on that. And like, why don't I look like that anymore? Um, you even, yeah. (laughs) Um, you even like, hide behind the clothes that you're wearing. Like I remember just wanting to cover up my body, um, and, um, trying to sort of look perfect. So find like the perfect outfit, but that like covered my stomach, right. Or like covered my love handles. No one could see that I had love handles. Um, so I wore like a lot of blazers at the time. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> they were very um, in, so that worked yes. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it helps to laugh about it now. It's like hilarious when I think back on it. Um, you know, but a lot of women that I've worked with also start to avoid social engagements, right? So like they'll stop going out with their friends or like, um, you know, they'll stop, um, putting themselves out there in terms of like romantic connections and like finding, you know, a relationship. And I actually did that for a while as well. I, um, basically decided to be single on purpose for a bit when I was in my thirties, because I was like, if I don't love myself, how can I expect anyone else to love me? Um, and so I just sort of saw myself as unlovable because of, you know, everything I was telling myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's easy to fall into that sort of mindset, um, when you're constantly feeding yourself, like all of these negative thoughts. Um, you know, other ways that I've seen it impact people is, um, through their sexuality. So like even just, um, avoiding sex altogether or like feeling really uncomfortable and not putting themselves out there in like a truly authentic way so that they're basically not allowing themselves pleasure because they're so fixated on, um, everything that's wrong. Um, Anything you would add in terms of like, I mean, kind of just to like provide some color. I I feel like when we worked together, obviously we were kind of 
trying to uncover what some of those thoughts were that brought me to the place where I was so critical of my Mm -hmm. body and of myself. And I mean, it's definitely the same thing in terms of like looking at your mom, no matter how beautiful she told me I was, you pick up on the way they're talking about themselves and right. You know, same thing. It's, you know, I look disgusting. The diet starts Monday. You know, she was really self-conscious about her freckles. And, you know, with me, it was like, well, you have less freckles. You're perfect. You're beautiful. And it's like, but I still have them. (laughs) You know, it's like, she obviously thought I was beautiful and told me all the time, but it's not what you internalize. It's more that mimicking the behavior, unfortunately. And like, like super critical way of looking at ourselves and you know, I think it's so true too with obviously the media and everybody that we're seeing literally from the way a woman's drawn in a cartoon <laughs> to mm-hmm. just the women that are cast in all different roles. And I also think it's interesting in terms of obviously we've come a long way. Like even when you tell that story about that Russell Crowe guy, it's like, I literally, I hope that no man would think to do that now. I think we've right. come like a long you cringe way. at the thought oh of someone God. poking your stomach. I, like I can't, who does that? <laughs> I can't even imagine that. So we've we've come a long way in terms of people understanding that like we're not just bodies for you to make a comment about whenever you yeah. want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with the whole like body acceptance, neutrality, love, like whatever <clears throat> that kind of term is that resonates the most, I think people still struggle with it's different for me though. Like, yes, I recognize all bodies are beautiful. I see people who weigh 20 pounds more than me and think they're beautiful, but the rules are different when it's me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's probably a lot of what you see with clients too, is that even though they can, and I always used to say this to you, I understand it intellectually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I can't seem to integrate it in terms of like what it means for actually feeling that way about me. Mm-hmm. I know that some of the things that we talked about, like I, you were kind of mentioning is kind of like that perfectionism kind of thing. Like if I can think all the worst things about myself before somebody else can, it's like a form of protecting myself. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that has kind of been a big part of, you know, if I think my arms look too fat for a tank top, so I'm going to wear long sleeves. It's better than someone else thinking that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, kind of like you were saying that, that hiding or that kind of like changing your life to cover parts of you up. So no one else has a chance to judge you is, well, it's, yeah, it's controlling how people see you. Mm -hmm. It's controlling the perception of others. That's what perfection is. And I was like the queen of perfection. (laughs) Um, and Really quick, just going back to um, this sort of conversation of how, what we learn from our mothers and their relationship with themselves. You know, I want to make it clear that I'm not blaming my mother or judging her for that. I mean, she did the best with what she knew. And, you know, I imagine like her relationship with her mom was very similar. And so um, I definitely think there's this importance of like, having compassion for the people who we sort of grew up with and really understanding that they did the best that they could. And like, I love my mother so much for like everything that she did and, you know, it affects us. But now that I'm adult, it's like my responsibility, right. To decide what kind of relationship that I want to have with myself. And so part of that is like, developing that awareness around like what has shaped me up until this point, what has shaped those thoughts that I have, or that image that I have of myself and what do I want it to be in the future? You know, like what am I working towards? Um, that's a big piece of it. And I think, um, God, where was I going with this? Cause you said something that I, I, I like really resonated. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, when we criticize ourselves um, and we're hard on ourselves for how we look, especially, um, or for anything like how we think or how we feel or whatever, 
um, that really moves us further and further away from who we are authentically. It moves us away from our light and we start to dim our light. And so sort of the way out of that is rebuilding our relationship with ourselves and reconnecting with who we are authentically, which is basically looking at the things that we don't like and the things that we like. So like the shadow side and the light side and um, understanding that like the whole of all of these parts make up who we are. And so like, I'm going to consciously choose to love all of those parts and to like hold all of them so dearly um, and to care for them and have compassion for them because like, I wouldn't be who I was without all of it. Absolutely. Um, So for me, you know, eventually I arrived at a similar point to what you were speaking to where I was like, you know, I need to make a different choice at this point. Like I hate myself. I feel really stuck and I know something has to change. And so, um, I finally decided like enough is enough. And because I knew that I was emotionally eating, I sort of shifted my relationship with food. Um, and I decided like to check in with myself more often, like, how am I feeling emotionally right now? Am I hungry or is this like me looking for comfort and how else can I find that comfort? And so around this time, I think like soul cycle, soul cycle came out and I know you're a big soul cycle or two. Um, and so I like slowly started to inject exercise into my life. And so I like maybe took like one or two soul cycle classes a week until I could like then take even more. So I, I added these sort of baby steps to move my body a little bit more. Um, eventually after that, I got a personal trainer. Um, after that, um, I started tracking my macros. So really looking at like the breakdown of carbs, fat, and protein that was in my diet. And I worked with a macro coach so that I could sort of fine tune that in a way that would help me like shed those 20 or so pounds that I had gained. Um, and I did finally lose that weight. And that was sort of like the beginning of me, um, creating this like self-love practice where I, I focused on me and I paid attention to what I needed and what my body needed And, um, I started listening, right. And I started like pausing and like really connecting with like, what is it that I need? And like, you know, I had ups and downs in that process, but like, it was the first step and like a step forward to just commit to myself that like, I was going to do these couple of things with like diet and exercise. Um, and then once I did that, you know, things just start to like fall into place in life. Like when you tell the universe, I am ready for more. I am ready to like love myself again. The universe is going to give you things that are going to help you on that journey. And so for me, I ended up meeting this like mystical acupuncturist who completely changed my life because, um, he was essentially like a coach for me beyond just doing the energy work. Um, and he sort of reminded me of who I was because I had lost so much of who I was and he started like pulling all of it out of me. Um, and it made me so uncomfortable at first (laughs) because like for the first time in a long time, I felt really seen for exactly who I was. And that freaked me out. Um, And because of him, I started taking more like personal development trainings. And so all of these things really started to help me connect with who I was. Um, And I rediscovered and like found myself again, not that I was lost um, because I don't believe we really lose ourselves. I think I just disconnected from that because my perception was so focused on all of the negative stuff that like, I couldn't see any of the positive anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when that started coming to light again, you know, I really started to embrace that. Um, and I learned to find gratitude in like the whole of all of my parts, um, through all of this process. 
Um, and it took a lot of work to develop that self-awareness and um, to break through a lot of my limiting patterns and to sort of rewrite the narrative in my mind and like completely flip the switch on my mindset in terms of like, I am no longer a victim. I am responsible for my thoughts, my feelings, um, how I show up for myself. Um, And I really assumed responsibility and like did something about it. so <laughs> I don't know if you have anything yeah. to add about like your experience and, and how you sort of got to the point where you are. Yeah. I mean, definitely for me, I, I had always just been so focused on being skinny. That was, you know, always the, for as long as I could remember, I was always thin, but I had been dieting, you know, since middle school, like this has, oh, has always been a thing for me. And again, it's, you know, what was happening in my house. And of course my mom was like, you was worried if I ever wasn't eating enough. Cause it was like, you're already (laughs) too skinny. You need to eat. Yeah. But you know, I always played sports and stuff like that and was always so focused on the way it looked. I actually even remember my, my friends freshman year, like by sophomore year, they were like, you have made me crazy. (laughs) Like I went to college, not being someone who thought about being skinny. And now after a year of being friends with you, like I'm indoctrinated. And I remember Mm. that being kind of like a wake up call of like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. And even in terms of like my, you know, dieting throughout all of my twenties and kind of same thing as you finding that I, your body changes and things like that, things that used to work, weren't working anymore. And that was kind of how I stumbled into the whole world of detox and really seeing things as being more about my overall health Mm -hmm. and not about losing weight. And that was kind of what brought me to becoming a health coach and everything that I'm doing now is having that shift be that it's about health. It's not about a number on a scale and Mm -hmm. nothing is ever going to shift the fact that I care about taking care of myself. And I think it's interesting, like this kind of whole journey for you of finally getting healthy, not not that you were unhealthy, but of putting yourself as a priority did start with kind of, you know, working out fitness, those things that sometimes can feel a little like diet culture E mm-hmm. and can come from a place of like not being good enough where you are now. Do mm-hmm. you feel like you s- started there and then it made its way to being like, no, I'm actually taking care of myself and seeing it as something deeper? Or was it right from the beginning, sort of like a more positive lens or did that transformation kind of happen throughout the health journey? That makes sense. Yeah. So I think for me, um, I didn't know like what I needed to do. You know, I didn't know how, um, I could shift my mindset at that time. Like I had so many blind spots, even in terms of my own patterns, um, just in general, like beyond just, how I looked at my body and my relationship with myself, like more so my patterns in terms of how I was showing up in the world Uh um, and how hidden I was trying to be, but how like people actually can see you even when you hide. (laughs) Um, And so like, I wasn't doing that good of a job of like controlling other people's perceptions of me. Like maybe they didn't see my love handles, but they saw my, they experienced that energy that I was putting out and that insecurity. Right. The most important thing was always like my intention was always feeling good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually about getting the flat stomach. Um, and I still don't have the flat stomach, by the way, but like I love myself anyway. Right. <laughs> and so um, it was about, it was more about self love for me. Um, and it was like, okay, like I know this weight thing has been a problem and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not liking the person staring back at me. And I think the first step for me, because I didn't know what else to do was like, okay, let me try to exercise and move my body. Let me eat a little bit healthier. Um, and like, as that happened, I started to get more confident. And, um, then when I met my acupuncturist, he really sort of shined this light on like, you know, your emotions are affecting like pains that you have in your body and tension that you have in your body. And like, 
you know, there is so much more under the covers that sort of led you to emotionally eat that like you actually start to, you have to start addressing. Otherwise, like it's never going to fully go away. And to be honest, it never does fully go away, right? Like even the most enlightened people and the people who experience like an embody wholeness, um, it's a regular journey because we still get triggered. Um, it's really our response to those triggers that make the most sense um, in terms of, you know, that really allow us to continue to grow and evolve. And like, as a human, like I'm always evolving, you know, my tastes are changing. The things that feel good to me are changing. My body is changing. And so the only way that I can change with my environment and as I age and, you know, the only way that I can continue to learn and to grow is to actually look up and pay attention. Um, so like pay attention to how I'm feeling and how that's impacting, you know, my relationship with myself, um, pay attention to how I'm showing up in my relationships and what's driving that. Um, cause I'm like, I'm dating like hard right now. Right. And I'm like learning new lessons about who I am in relationships and, um, how to best communicate. And I'm learning that like, even though I've worked through a lot of my insecurities and a lot of my um, sort of narratives that I had about whether that's being unlovable or, you know, being fat and not really want, you know, feeling fat and not really wanting someone to see my stomach or like whatever, you know, that sometimes does still come up. Like there's this very real fear of rejection and, you know, am I, you know, there's this question that I think we all have of like, am I really good enough? Like, you know, does he really like me? Um, and so um, I'm just constantly learning and connecting to those feelings and doing it in a way, like I said earlier, that's not judging myself for having those thoughts, but like cradling those thoughts and like being curious about those thoughts. Like, where is that coming from? You know, what past relationship has impacted this fear that I'm having right now in this moment? And like, is it really about this guy that I'm dating or is it about what happened to me in the past? You know, or like, you know, is it about, you know, that insecurity that maybe still exists in there, like hasn't fully gone away. And so the more that we can be curious with ourselves, the more that we can continue to grow and evolve um, and develop our self-love practice, because it is truly a practice. It's not like we arrive at this destination of like being whole and being or feeling whole. Cause you know, in my opinion, we are whole, <laughs> um, but like, I don't just arrive at feeling whole or, you know, loving myself. And then like, I never have to do anything else again. And it never goes away. Like, you know, life happens and we're challenged by the universe and by our relationships and by the things that are going to help us grow. Because, you know, I think the purpose of life is like to be a student of life and to feel all of the feelings and to grow through it. Um, and so that's very much like where I am today. So I feel like the moral of the story really is like how we look on the outside doesn't define us. Um, beyond that, our weaknesses and our failures don't define us. Um, our results don't define us. We create our results, right? And so um, it's really learning and knowing and embodying our essence and our spirit um, that energy that we put out into the world and allowing that to speak to who we are, um, and allowing people to see that rather than like fixating on the size of our stomach or the fact that we're aging or the fact that like, you know, I'm going through adult acne right now, or like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it's like, it doesn't matter how much I'm breaking out because when I show up, like speaking my truth and feeling like the essence of who I am and like really embodying my divine feminine power, people respond to that. And like, 
you know, literally people will come up to me and be like, you are so sexy. And it's like your energy that is drawing me to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like it, it's real. Like that whole um, law of attraction or like the energy that you put out comes back to you. It's like when you really believe in yourself and love yourself and experience like that wholeness and that love and that compassion and grace um, that is felt so deeply by everyone around you. And so it is like my mission in life at this point to like help people see how amazing and beautiful and extraordinary that they are so that they can experience that kind of love and really connect with the world around them and deepen their relationships in a way that like makes them feel so alive and seen um, and loved and connected. (laughs) And I mean, I'm sure anyone and everyone wants that. And (laughs) I think just like thinking for the audience, because I'm sure for most people, even for me, who's already, you know, worked with you and is in tune to all of this, that just sounds like, you know, so far away from like next level, next level. Yeah. So what would you say to kind of like break it down so people can walk away with some things that they could start doing right away? Let's say, for example, you're in a moment, you're in that moment where Russell Crowe guy touched your stomach and that like, how can you in that moment make some kind of shift that will help you to not fall into a spiral? Like what would kind of be one like really tangible tip in a moment when someone says something just like cutting that Mm -hmm. you can do to kind of help you get through that? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't control what this other person did, right? Like I can't control that he poked me in my stomach and like said this horrendous thing to me. But what I can control is how I respond to that, right? So um, it really is about pausing in the moment and just observing myself, right? Observing like what feelings are coming up, what thoughts am I having? Like, you know, where do I, I, I really believe in like looking at where do I feel that in my body? What are the physical sensations that are happening in that moment? And like, just getting curious about that. You know, and if I had done that in that moment, um, I would probably have noticed this like lump in my throat, um, maybe this like sinking feeling in my chest, um, like this just like deflating. Like, I, I mean, I know when I feel bad about myself, like I could feel my body hunching over. Like I just sort of lose myself and it's like my heart closes in on itself. And so just noticing that alone creates this possibility for me to choose differently. Right. And so it's like, all right, let me feel all of these feelings that I'm experiencing in this moment. And let me cradle that and like send love and compassion to that because it's a very real feeling. And if I push that down, it doesn't ever go away. So like, it's really important to move those feelings through you. And then just decide in that moment. Like we always have a choice when we have awareness, like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to respond? Um, and you know, what is going to serve me most in like the life that I want to build for myself and really the relationship that I want to have with myself. So is tearing myself down and now looking in the mirror and like, calling myself fat going to help me? No, it's going to set me back. It's going to like really, um, impact like how I'm showing up in my relationships or like putting myself out there with another human or like, you know, wearing things that like make me feel good. Um, so what's going to serve me more? Like it's about discovering my own self-love process and how do I feel loved and how can I sort of myself in a way that's like, you know what the reality is like, yeah, I have a little pudge in my belly. Like, but again, like that's not who I am. I'm not the pudge. Like that's just something that exists on my body. And like, I am so much more than that. Like I am hurt centered. I am vulnerable. I am powerful. I am loving. And so like, how can I channel all of those other parts of myself 
um, while still honoring like that hurt part. And so it's like, you know, you might never find the answer or like, as you're asking yourself these questions and like really getting curious with yourself, you might just learn to accept it all. Right. And so that is the ultimate goal. It's like, how do I accept my shadow side and my light side? get really clear on who I am and like how all of that makes me who I am and like send so much love to every part of me. Yeah, totally. And I think that's such a, we go through so much of hiding from the parts of ourselves that we don't like, whether it is physically the way we look or our personality or parts of our past or whatever that may be. And yes, like just allowing it to be okay is Mm -hmm. huge. And I guess, again, that is kind of like, how does someone do that? Is it like a journaling practice? Is it, you know, how do we just, cause I think sometimes for a lot of people, all this stuff can feel very like, you know, exactly. Like, how do I, how do I take this and do like some actionable things that can really help to like ground it for me and like move forward. Like, and another thing I'd love to hear about too, is like, if you have continual practices, things that you're doing every day that kind of help to reinforce that kind of stuff, I think that can yeah. be hugely helpful. Yeah. So um, I think the most important thing to note is like we are all bio individual, right? And so what works for me might not work for the next person. It might not work for you. And um, it is about exploring many different things and trying new things so that you can learn like what really resonates for you or what helps you to best connect with yourself. Um, I do find that like journaling is one of the things that like, no matter what level you are in your journey, like what stage you're at, um, journaling is something that really helps you delve into your subconscious. And so if you spend enough time doing it, you can really get to the heart of like, what are your insecurities? Where do they stem from? Um, like, how do you really feel about yourself? Um, and again, it's like not judging those thoughts, but just letting them all flow out freely onto the paper, um, and acknowledging them. Right. Like, I think that's the first thing is like getting clear on like what is going on in your mind and under the covers and just acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, the other thing I would say is like, think about what makes you feel good. Like what brings you pleasure and joy. And so like for some people that might be spending 20 minutes outside in nature, like literally just connecting with nature. Um, for some people that might be like spending time with friends and like really quality connection, like quality conversation with someone um, you know, what, what brings you joy? Like share something that. Yeah. I mean, for me, my, I'm obsessed with my dog. So Mm -hmm. just like, you know, when I'm having a bad day, it's like just laying with him makes me feel better. Taking a walk outside. I feel like it's such a big one in terms of like clearing your head, being like in the fresh air, moving, it kind of like encapsulates all the things that I feel like are really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, journaling is another one, you know, is like my favorite way of kind of taking what I think the reason journaling can be so helpful too, is it's so we let crazy things spin around in our heads all day, but when Mm -hmm. you write it down, it's a a bit easier to be like, that's insane (laughs) and separate yourself from the thought a little bit more and kind of see, like, like you said, not being judgmental of the thought, but being like, do I really believe this? Like mm-hmm. looking at it on the written page, it, it does give you that form of separation. Yeah. And then, you know, in terms of things that bring me joy, it's like spending time with family and friends, which obviously can be challenging in our <laughs> yeah, way things are situation. right now, but yeah. finding ways to do that obviously is so, so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say, you know, cause we're talking a lot about like our inner critic and that voice inside of our head that is constantly tearing us down, right. And criticizing ourselves. So when you become aware of that voice in your head and you're realizing like, okay, I'm being super nasty with myself. 
like treat that voice as something separate from you and sort of negate what they're saying, right? Like challenge your inner critic and say like, actually like, um, my, uh, stomach does a lot for me. And so I'm really grateful for everything that this stomach does. Like, you know, my stomach is bloated right now because it's doing its job. And like, I ate something that clearly my body can't properly process. And like, my God, my digestion, like the digestive tract is such an amazing thing when you really look at it and it's working in my body. Like, I'm so grateful for that. And so it's like, how do you, um, sort of find gratitude or benefit for that thing that you're criticizing? Um, and then again, it's like accepting it and showing it love. Um, so like really being intentional about that. Um, for me, I like did this meditation the other day and I realized like, oof, my heart chakra is like pretty closed right now. (laughs) And I didn't even know how that happened. Like it's a regular practice for me to keep that open. And so, um, as I was meditating, it was like a guided meditation and it, this person leading, it was like, step into that part of yourself, like physically imagine yourself stepping into yourself. And so I literally imagine this like massive hole of light in my chest and like walking in there and like holding it. And it was like, I could feel myself like cradling my heart. And I got so emotional from that. And I was like, oh, it's okay to be in this state right now. Like, it's okay to want to protect yourself. Like, I'm not going to judge you for that. Like, there are so many reasons why you would want to do that. Like, I get it. And I was like, but, um, so I'm just going to like feel this and like, let it move through me. And I literally cried during this meditation. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to send like, and then I like put my hands on my heart and I was like, I'm just going to send myself and my heart so much love. And like, you know, I know that's a little woo woo and it's hard to get there. And I'm certainly more advanced than most people, but, but the moral is like, it's possible to get there because I was once in this place where I hated myself. I didn't know what it meant to love myself. I was so fucking lost. Excuse my language. I don't know if you need to bleep that out. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, I was so lost and like detached from who I was. And I was like abandoning myself on a regular basis. And like, I didn't know how I was going to get to where I am right now. I felt so hopeless. And so Like if anyone is feeling at that point where they're like super hopeless, like, yes, it takes work and it takes time, but it is possible to get to where I am now. And, and for me, like, I know there's so much more for me to explore and do in order to really evolve and develop this loving relationship I have with myself. And that work never ends. Like it's a daily practice. And the things that worked for me when I first started my journey have evolved. And so I've like started doing other things that work for me. Um, and so it's not about like thinking you have to be in this like perfect place. It's about like, what's the one thing that I can start doing right now that like will make even the tiniest bit of difference. And like celebrate that difference and that progress every step of the way. Like that is how you just continue moving forward. (laughs) Totally. And I think it's probably for a lot of people, like you were saying, it could be like your first step of your journey, like moving more, you know, if it's getting better sleep, cleaning up your diet, whatever that may look like and coming at it from, I think, you know, especially like coming at it most people are like, I need to fix something. Something's broken. I need to change it. I hate where I am now. So it needs to change. Mm -hmm. But instead of coming at it from that angle, coming at it from a, I'm choosing to do something for myself. I'm making myself a priority. Like even just if it's that, that shift, if you're going on a diet for the hundredth time, (laughs) having the the point of view that you're looking at it, like that could be the first step in the right direction, a way of doing it differently. And I think- you know, it's kind of your journey throughout the whole thing is like a testament to, you don't know where things are going to take you. Like when Mm -hmm. you went to get acupuncture, I'm sure you didn't think that it was going to completely 
change the trajectory Never. of your life. Yeah. So, and like you said, I mean, like acupuncture, I mean, is kind of like has its spiritual angles, but it is also like a, a physical thing that probably people who are more in like the little less open to the spiritual realm mm-hmm. would be willing to try. So I think it's important for people to kind of break out of their comfort zones a little bit exactly. and just experiment with different things and see how they feel. Yeah. I mean, it's really about like taking yourself on and it's like getting so curious with yourself and it's, you know, like I've never done, you know, this before I've never done acupuncture before. Maybe I can try it once or twice and see if it works for me. And if it doesn't like, then I'll leave it behind and I'll try something else, you know? And so, you know, And when you try things like, don't be afraid if they don't work the first time to come back to it later down the line. Like for me, I started trying to meditate. Like that is how I really today, like truly develop my relationship with myself is through meditation because I really ground myself and recharge and connect not only with myself, but with the universe and this like divine energy that I experience when I'm sitting there in stillness. And I know it's super spiritual. And I had this like big spiritual awakening because of acupuncture. Um, but when I first sat down to meditate, I could not still my mind and like, it just would not work for me. And so I had to find like other avenues that I could try and like journaling was that thing for me. Um, and once I journaled enough to like still my mind enough, then I was like, all right, let me try meditating again. Like, let me see if it works for me now. And I was like amazed. I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like, you know, and like some days still, like I sit down to meditate and I can't do it. So like, I just give it up for that moment. Cause I'm like, let me move on to something else. That's going to move the needle for me. So it's not like being set in stone with like, what your self-love practice is going to look like or how you're going to reach that sort of embodiment of wholeness. But it's like trying different things and knowing like what works for me today might not work for me tomorrow. And so like, what, what can I try? How can I experiment? Like, let me just be open to learning like what I need. Exactly. And I mean, I could talk to you about this stuff forever, but I feel like I do need to be conscious about time. So I just want to ask you something that I ask everyone who comes on the show, but mm. what is one toxic thing that you have let go of that has made a major impact in your life? Mm. Okay. So I'm closing my eyes and I'm like really connecting with myself on this because I want it to be super authentic in this moment. Um, one thing that I have let go of in the past, um, that has led me to this moment is I think like playing the victim. So like allowing life to happen to me and not realizing that like I am in control and I do have the power to create the things that I want to happen in my life. And so, um, I even start to realize like, as I'm dating and like developing romantic relationships, um, sometimes this comes up for me where I'm like, ugh, like this relationship is missing connection or like that person is so disconnected and I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, instead of blaming or complaining, like, how can I take responsibility for like being the container for this showing up? Like, what can I do to create a shift? And so like, what's my part in this? And so maybe it's like as simple as like getting curious with that person and asking them, like, how do you feel connected to people? And like starting a conversation. I literally just did this with someone actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And so I think as, you know, for me, as I released that lack of responsibility or that like victim mentality, I added responsibility and accountability and curiosity. Like those were all really important replacements. And I'm like a huge proponent of like, if we release one thing, like what are we filling that space with? That's going to fill us up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, that's like an ongoing thing that I have to be very conscious of. So I don't fall back into those patterns of like being the victim. And like now life is happening through me instead of to me. <laughs> I mean, that's amazingly transformative. I think Yeah, everyone can benefit from thinking that way. I feel like we so often feel like a victim of our circumstances. And I feel like it does really tie to really everything that we've talked about today, that all different things can happen to us, but it's really more about how we handle it than anything else. Yeah. Our response for sure. Well, I would love for you to share how people can connect with you, how they can work with you. um, Just anything that you want to leave the guests with. Yeah. So, um, I'm super excited. It's still sort of a work in progress, but I'm currently building a beta program. Um, it's going to most likely be a four week group coaching program that I'm going to launch in mid February. Um, so this is really designed for the woman who wants to come home to herself and embody her full fullness. So really embracing that shadow side and the light side and starting to learn like who you are and what makes you so extraordinary. Um, and um, so if anybody is interested in participating in that or has questions, um, they can email me at um, it's zenjen at gmail.com or they can shoot me a message on Instagram at it's underscore zen underscore jen, J-E-N. Um, and I'm starting to, now that I've announced it, I'm going to start accepting applications, um, because it is a beta program. It's going to be offered at a discount, um, because it's really sort of me, um, looking for feedback at the end of it to, to learn how I can like expand upon it and grow the program in a bigger way. So initially I'm going to probably cap it at four to five women Um, and then as I roll it out in a bigger way, it'll be a larger group. Um, so if anybody is interested in that, um, definitely look me up, shoot me a message or an email. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions and, you know, let you know about the application process if you're interested. Awesome. Well, I can't recommend it enough. Everyone should be interested in this. Um, and I will, of course, leave all of the information in the show notes. So everything related to this, maybe a little blurb about the program so we can coordinate yep. with that. But I am Amazing. so happy that you came on the show today. I know everyone will get so much value out of this. You obviously are such a light and I'm so excited for everyone to experience the beautiful things that you're putting out into the world. Oh, thank you so much. And um, I'm so excited for you and everything that you're building with this podcast. Um, And I mean, I'm going to definitely be listening because I love this sort of idea that you're creating about like detoxing in a way that's not just the food that you're eating, but also great like, conversation. You know, kind I of like being in control so much fun of everything that Jen you're consuming, and right? And so many that's not just in there what you're and eating, really it's the thoughts you have. It's like everything we just talked about. So episode, but I did um, want to highlight that amazing takeaways. work that you're doing as well. First of them being Thank that so low much. vibrational thoughts and a limiting self-image can hold us back from creating the life that we dream of. Second, that our early relationships and influences through the media have created this really unhealthy obsession with perfection and this real homogenous view of what is beautiful when beauty is subjective and we are all beautiful. Beauty is all around us. Thirdly, that the importance of developing self-awareness around what's driving these thoughts is so important, but Also, that there is this element of responsibility. It is our responsibility to reframe those thoughts and to take action so that we can achieve different results. Fourth, that self-love comes when we can find gratitude for both the shadow and the light and accept ourselves as the whole of all of our parts. Fifth is understanding that the path to self-love is a forever journey. It's not a destination and that there will still be times along the path where we're triggered and we reject certain parts of ourselves, but we can notice those thoughts and behaviors without judgment and just choose a new action to move past them that's in alignment with our highest self. Next, because I've lost count at this point, so many takeaways, be curious with yourself and open to trying new things to discover what resonates with you at that present moment, because 
you never know when you're going to unlock that self-love practice that is going to do exactly what you need it to in that moment. And that can change at different points in your journey. So be open to going back to things that maybe didn't work with you earlier or at different points in your life. You never know when it could really resonate. And finally, that no matter how far away true self-acceptance can feel for you, it is possible to get there. As Jen shared in this episode, she felt so, so far from it. And obviously she is so there now. She's such a light and just such an example of what is possible. So I really hope that that is something that you take away from this episode. No matter where you're starting from, you can get where you want to go. Just be open to it, open to the transformation. It's all about really being open and and having that desire to transform. And everything else will kind of just start falling into place if you trust that you will discover the right tools, the right healers, support systems, all of that stuff. When you're ready for it, it will come. So that is so amazing. I mean, so many amazing takeaways from this episode. And she also mentioned that she is going to be doing a beta group coaching program. I will leave all of the details for this in the show notes. It sounds absolutely amazing. It is a four-week group coaching program. It starts on Thursday, February 17th, and it involves, obviously, these group coaching sessions. There's also a WhatsApp chat group, so you can have accountability and community and all of those amazing things. There's weekly workbooks, resources, activities, so things to really have you taking action with these things. You know, it's not just going to be learning concepts, it's going to be really putting these things into practice so that you can see a real change in your life, which is obviously the goal. Um, And this deal (laughs) for this program is wild. It usually would be valued at $333, but you get a discount for being part of this beta program. So the investment is $210 for this amazing four-week transformational program. So I mean, definitely jump on this opportunity. There are only six spots available, so you do not want to wait, and all of the details will be in the show notes, so definitely check it out. I also wanted to mention that I am going to be releasing a free Makeover Your Mindset Masterclass uh, at some point within the next week or so, so if you are not already following me on Instagram at the.detox.diaries or on the mailing list, Definitely get on there so that you know everything that's happening in the Detox Diaries world. And of course, I would love for you to subscribe to the show so you're not missing any more episodes either. There are going to be tons more with amazing guests. I'm so excited. I've recorded a bunch already, and there's just so much amazing information that I'm so excited to share. I can barely figure out how to handle this release schedule because they are really just so good. So again, I I thank you so much for being here. I know there are so many podcasts out there that you could be listening to and so many other things that you could be doing with your time. And I'm just so honored that you're spending it here with me.